welcome to the Dr. Body, Mind, Soul podcast. My name is Jude and I'm a doctor, healer, seeker and guide here to help you navigate the world of alternative therapies. In this new season, we will be welcoming witchy women, asking authors, getting geeky and sharing seeker stories so we can all have the knowledge and confidence to access truly holistic healthcare. Today we are asking author Jessica Huey to talk about the new edition of her book, Purpose, and how we can all learn to find our truth and embrace our calling. Jessica Huey, MBE, founder of the Purpose Academy, is an entrepreneur and the author of Purpose, the new edition with five new chapters charting her mid-pandemic move to the island of Jamaica, is published by Hay House and out now. And this book, Purpose, is truly medicine for the soul. It is a book all about the journey back to ourselves. And Jessica shares her very personal path, which required her taking radical responsibility for her own perspective, choices and actions to move her from the victim of her own circumstances to becoming the author both in and of her own life a life in which she now chooses to help others, including myself, do the same. So Jess, welcome. That's such a beautiful intro. Thank you. (laughs) I mean, I'm reading it now for the second time and it resonates with me so deeply. I feel like I'm reading words from my own story, my own journey. And I think that that is felt by many who read your book. And I'm just, you know, curious as to why you think this book and your story strikes a chord in so many of us. I think, or I feel like there's a space within us and when we or a truth within us, or the part of us that is just the truest, realest part of who we are, the part underneath all of the layers and all of the masks and all the the stuff and the doing, which if we express from that space, it is universal. And I think, I feel that, yeah, the the book came from that space. It emerged from that space um, at a time in my life when I was just, yeah, thrown into, into truth, grief being the catalyst. And yeah, I just think when we come from that space, it's a universal language. Yeah. The the point being that our purpose is to become more of ourselves. A hundred percent. The only purpose I think it has nothing to do with doing anything. And that's become more and more clear, even through the writing of the book. And I can't wait for you to get to the end, Jude, or to the new chapters and just to see how that lands with you, because that's obviously all brand new. And yeah, as as my, you know, as I've been on my journey, um, that's become more and more clear. And it's and that's that's a great thing because it takes the pressure of there being a particular thing that we're here to actualize 
you know, in terms of something tangible in the world. And, and suddenly the more of us that we become, you know, there are lots of different projects and things that will come flowing into our consciousness, the more that we become and embody all of who we are here to be. I mean, that's certainly been true in my experience. And you've been sort of coaxing me through the stages that one has to go to in order to become that, to become more of yourself, because being more of yourself is opening you up to being pretty vulnerable. There's no longer the mask that we we wear, whether that be through awards, achievements, uniforms, degrees that we have used to cloak ourselves in a sort of armor and present yeah. ourselves to the world. And your work is really teaching us to take off these layers of ourselves and present ourselves to the world as we are. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, there isn't the buffer. And it and it's an unbecoming, isn't it? It's like it's less about becoming something that we aren't and much more about taking off who we're not. And you're right. You get sort of get you're getting naked. You're getting naked and it is it's it's scary and uncomfortable and and it but and yet everything is in that space of vulnerability and it's the connection that becomes and that's what people feel, I think, when they read, you know, that that's what they're they're resonating with. And it and it it calls forth. I think when we we come across somebody who is, um, and I don't mean myself necessarily, because I I I swing between, you know, my wearing my cloak and and the moments where I'm able to take it off. And, you know, there's no finite point where you just, yay, you know. <laughs> It's an ongoing work piece of work, isn't it? But when you feel it, when you come into contact with people who are fully self-expressed and just so themselves, and there's something about the energy of that, which is magnetic and calls forth in us the desire to also be liberated. And yeah, that's the beauty of the work that I do, the work that you're doing. You know, it's all about, um, yeah, bringing us into... um, a space of, of of being ourselves and 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 that is spirituality you know that really is it at, at, the, at the heart of it and I think we're both recovering perfectionists <laughs> um, yeah. achieving perfectionists because mm-hmm. when we are achieving and when we are perfect with massive inverted commas <laughs> we, we, I guess we're, we are shielding ourselves or we try, it's an attempt to shield ourselves from judgments, from mm-hmm. showing our mess, from, you know, it's, it's quite rejection. A, mm. rejection. It's quite a, it's quite a good shield. Had it not also require such a lot of hard work to maintain yeah, and also shielding us from from real connection and real really being alive because it, there's so much compromise of self that's required in maintaining that. My God, it's, it's exhausting, <laughs> and it's um, yeah, it's a sort of surface level existence, which, as you say, you're cut off from the the very thing connection that would yeah allow us to really experience. Um, being alive in all of its colourful um, tapestry. 
yeah I feel like that's what the last kind of 18 months have, have really have really been about for me that integration piece that's that real you know the deeper level layers of self-acceptance and yeah and 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 loving the parts that nobody claps claps for you know and that's what that's what Jamaica particularly the rural Jamaica you know where I first moved did for me because it was so stripped back so devoid of distractions and the conveniences of wi-fi which would have had me on netflix at night time when my son was in bed and it was just me you know that quiet and that simplicity forced a confrontation with self and a and a, and a yeah finally a call to really go even deeper and start to see what else had been swept under the bed and just to allow for it yeah feeling is such a huge part of this you know that the feeling we we block life out. It's like we 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 muddle through. I had this fascinating conversation recently with somebody who was talking about this very normalized habit of going to get a latte or whatever your posh choice of coffee is before going with the kids to the park. And it's almost like in order to get through that period of presence, you need this thing, which you know has some kind of an effect on your. And I thought it was so interesting because there's so many ways that we do that that we take the edge off our experience of living and it numbs something and I think it's not just the chemical whatever that might be which is sometimes just adrenaline from from doing and doing and doing you know but there's also a psychological I am now going to eject myself from actually experiencing whatever is happening and create an altered state and I think it's just so interesting and, and and I've been really sort of paying attention to where I don't let life in through my little habits and trying to just park them for a moment without being kind of militant because it's about you know having a grace and a gentleness with ourselves too and allow sometimes consciously going actually I'm going to go and have a coffee right now or, or a glass of wine and that's cool you know but also just being conscious of What's behind me choosing to do those things, you know? And I and I think like our, our egos and our minds are so, they're like the best criminal lawyer. They're so good at creating a case for why we have to do whatever it is we have to do. Well, I have to work this hard because I've got, you know, these outgoings and I, I have to do X or, you know, we're so good at dishonesty with ourselves to our own detriment, you know, because it's like it doesn't, it's not particularly appealing to, you know, necessarily feel the things we'd rather not, the things that were painful, you know, and yet it's like all of the gifts are within that. And that's the greatest, you know, I'm so grateful for that reference point of, you know, purpose evolving from literally being at my dad's bedside, you know, at the end, you know, when he could hear but couldn't communicate, you know, this person that I loved so much and really just him and I, you know, and a candle and, you know, 36 years of, of memories of him being this constant and to have something so beautiful that has connected with people in the way that it has emerged from a willingness to lean into that pain has just been the greatest, most incredible reference point for why we should do it. <laughs> you know, it's all in there, all of the it's like you just you don't you 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 unlock 
in, in being willing to feel, we, we don't just unlock the pain, we unlock the love, our propensity to receive and give love, you know, and, and who doesn't want more of that, you know, more life. That's the reward. What would you say? So what would you say? I mean, what would you say to someone who, I mean, we've, we've touched on this a little bit about purpose, not necessarily being what you do, but being willing to be yourself. That can be quite abstract to someone who hasn't got those points of reference. Mm -hmm. And I was that person who read this book for the first time a couple of years ago and was perfectionist, achiever, had reached the point in my career that I'd been striving to reach and somehow felt that niggle of, is this it? Is this it? Is this, is this, is this it? And knowing that there was a deeper purpose to my life. Mm. But it was hard to know or what that could be or what that look, looked like. Mm. I'm wondering what, how would you invite someone listening to this to enter that journey with themselves and I want to say and you are you and you are I mean lit up by this incredible work that you're you know this legacy you're creating for your life by trusting yourself you know I, I you know I think back to our chat you know around the lunch table in the Isle of Wight and you I was blown away by this sense there's just just the clarity and that the passion with which you talked about this idea that you had but just the the meaning the importance of you know bringing together these worlds of science you know and your personal experience of of the so-called alternative modalities that are out there and just yeah I mean you you are the embodiment of um how everything we've ever experienced has positioned us perfectly to be who we are here to be in the world and to create from that being. And that's what you're doing. That's what you've done. You've listened to yourself, to this passion and idea and need that you see for us collectively as a people. And then you've taken an action and that's been, you know, and yes, there were people around, you know, there was a coach and, you know, me having a conversation and perhaps lighting a fire in you and then you reading the book and, but you had to, take the make the leap financially energetically to say yes to say yes and trust in yourself and that's really what this is about it's about coming to trust that we hold all the answers for our lives and it's not us the human it's it's the power it's the divinity that resides within and all around us it's that that it's that it's there but we and it's always been there but we're too busy and unavailable and afraid to even trust that it might not just rest on our weary shoulders. And my God, when I had that revelation, you know, the realization, the relief after like a lifetime of feeling like, you know, gosh, everything, you know, my life was just down to, to me to discover that, 
you know, there's so much more <laughs> going on and at play. And there's this resource and support that we can connect with if we'll allow it or be, even be open to the possibility for anyone that's listening and is like, okay, she's losing me. Be open to the possibility that there might be more than that, which we can just see and touch and, you know, evidence. Um but yeah, no, if, if, if you aren't there and you don't have the idea already or the thing that you've been procrastinating over or questioning, yeah, but could I really make, make a success of that? Then you're in a place of exploration and that's where you get to, you know, I've, I've referred to it in the past as positively disrupting your life. Basically, just blasting yourself out of you know, your, your structure, your current status, status quo, you know, and that might be, let me go and start, you know, start that hobby, that thing that I loved as a kid, you know, let me go and reach, join a meditation workshop, just do something differently, whatever fit is calling you say yes to it. And in my experience, as you say yes to the first thing that feels aligned for you and lights you up, the next steps on the path will just present themselves because it isn't just about you. You know, that there is, you know, the expression you take one step and the universe will take two steps before you. There is a momentum that when we're, when we're coming from this place of alignment and who we really are, there's an energy which we set in, in, in motion, which will hold us and meet us where we are. So you don't have to work it all out. Yeah, the key is to step before you know where the path is leading. And that's the thing that most people, many people struggle with because we want to see it all. And we want to have that net. It's that, it's the, um, you know, before we leap. Mm. It's, it's, it's difficult to leap into that space of the unknown because where we are is, although perhaps uncomfortable, it's safe. But you write a quote in the book you say there's a real irony to the phrase comfort zone, and I'm paraphrasing, because it's not very comfortable in that comfort zone. The comfort zone isn't comfortable. Mm. And it's when you sort of take, as you say, all it takes is that one step to step outside of the comfort zone to then open open the world beyond, beyond mm-hmm. what you know. Mm-hmm. And the possibilities within that are infinite. Yeah. Yeah. And that and that really has been my experience. Yeah. And often we don't even know what we like, you know, we've become so disconnected from ourselves that we don't know, you know, what are the smells that you most enjoy? What are the scents, you know, the tastes, what what are, what feels good on your skin and it can be it's in the minutiae I think as well and you know, this move to this island is obviously a big leap into what feels good for me. Yeah, this 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 book really, I think, speaks to that journey, speaks to a universal search for our own truth, our truth that lies beneath the layers that we put on in order to survive our childhoods, very necessary part of our ego development and also we get given this choice as adults whether we take them off or not but through your experience 
it seems as though taking them off feels very liberating and it it's a it's a path although fraught with fiery flames beyond it feels like a really satisfying one mm. and there are still flames and that's okay you know it's like and there are still flames and it's all you know and I, and there will always be different kinds of flames but my relationship with them is different now my how i recognize them is different and that's you know that's like a bomb that that i i'm not i'm not the victim of them i'm not you know i'm not um their opportunities for for even more life and yeah i think with a medicine when we do this this work jude you know i, I really think you know i talked about this in my ted talk when we are, when we, when we start to operate, when we start to be who we are and operate and show up in the world as that, we create Dr. Body, Mind and Soul. We create the Purpose Academy. We are more aware of how we impact each other. We're more accountable when we hurt each other. We're willing to look at it and move through it. And we're just better human beings in and for the world and for ourselves. And I just believe that, you know, if all of us were doing this, we wouldn't have the social problems that we have. It would be impossible because where there was discord and inequality and suffering, we'd all be going, okay, what's my piece in this? Where am I, you know, um, upholding this, this system or institution or way of being that's hurting, you know? And so it's, 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 yeah, just I give I give thanks for the awareness to be on the journey, and I don't always get it right, but I wouldn't have it any other way. And I, and mm. I think it's the greatest gift we can give ourselves mm. to start this. Yeah, yeah, and in doing it for ourselves, we're giving permission for others to do mm-hmm. the same, which is which is a gift all round. Mm-hmm. And what it takes there is radical responsibility to see our part. And that's the key shift that I read in your book that moves us from being that victim to the author of our lives. So I really thank you for writing Purpose. It connected me with, um, it connected me with, with the feelings that you met while on your journey, which allowed me to have grace with mine. And um, yeah, I'm forever thankful for having stepped into that. Well, seeing, I, I could sense and could see the impact that having you having stepped on that path and taking that leap, I could see the energy that that had brought to your life and that gave me permission it, it it forced me to see what was possible and I couldn't not take take that next step. So I'm truly grateful. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode and that may plant a seed for anyone looking to explore their truth and embrace their calling. Jess has a magical day planned for the 14th of December in London. It's a gift to yourself in the form of a day of presence to reflect, honour and integrate your learnings and accomplishments in 2021 and envision and dream into 2022. 
and there is the Purpose Retreat in Jamaica in January 2022 too. And one final mention is to keep Jessica's new book in your mind when you're thinking of Christmas. If you know of anyone who may need a little nudge, follow at Jessica underscore Huey underscore on Instagram and click the link in her bio peeps so you can get a hold of a copy. And with that, I hope you all have a holistically healthy week. And I'm trying to take a piece of my own medicine and take a few weeks off making the podcast to rest and recover from what really has been a very busy and stressful year. I'm sharing with you a previous episode from the podcast, this time last year, where I talked to Leah Gartner, the relationship coach, on how to align head and hearts during the holiday period. I hope you enjoy it and the festive period. Lots of blessings, Dr. Body, Mind, Soul.